Good morning, it's Lisa with Living with Lisa, Keeping It Real. It is Tuesday, May 22nd, 2018, and it's supposed to be a rainy day, but it is not snowing. For those of you just joining or listening, and you're thinking, it's May, why is she talking about snow? It snowed a couple weeks ago. So, I have a new outlook on this um, abnormal spring weather. If it's not snowing, it's a good day. It's going to be a good day to be a duck because there's rain in the forecast. But other than that, the coffee's hot, the birds are singing, and it's going to be a fabulous day. Let's get started with a song, and then when I come back, we're going to talk about our kids. Yeah, the kids. And it's all good, I promise. All good. So it's time to wake up. This is Lisa, living with Lisa, keeping it real. Good morning, and that was Bob Dylan, The Times They Are Changing. I picked that song because I had a quote I wanted to share today that goes along with my topic, because I want to talk about our kids today. So Bob Dylan says, Come, mothers and fathers throughout the land, and don't criticize what you can't understand. Your sons and your daughters are beyond your command. Your old road is rapidly aging. Please get out of the new one if you don't can't lend your hand for the times they are a-changing. Bob Dylan. And as I uh, ventured off to the college yesterday to help my daughter get organized, because she was just a touch overwhelmed with you know, moving into, you know, her second dorm room in a week, just due to the way that the college does summer RAs and such. And, you know, we had fun and I mean, we worked hard for a couple hours and it was great. You know, some good conversation. And as I was driving home, I reflected on the mother-daughter relationship or the father-son, father-daughter, mother-son, mother-daughter, but the relationship that we have with our kids. And I remember growing up, a phrase that was quoted to me often was, I'm not your friend, I'm your parent. You know, and I must say, I have said that many times myself with my daughter and I'm okay with that because you know what we are not called to be their friends Bob Dylan has it right get out of the way if you don't understand because things are different from when we were kids and when we were kids that was different than when our parents were kids and yada 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 and it just keeps on going but we were not called to be our kids friends at least not up until a certain point. You know, our role is parent. You know, our, our role is to lead, to, to to rear them up, to get them ready for the world. And Proverbs 22.6, this one, a lot of people know, even if you don't read your Bible, most people know this verse. Teach a child how to follow the right way. Even when he is old, he will stay on course. It's not our job to make the decisions for our children. It's not our job to be their friend. Our job is to train them so that as they get older and they become adults themselves, 
they know how to make a choice and they're not all going to be right because you know what I still don't make correct choices every day give me a break I am a living example that people make mistakes (laughs) but you know this all started because I had such a beautiful visit with my daughter yesterday as we uh Unpacked, organized, cleaned, trapped each other against the wall, trying to move the furniture around in the tight space. And I thought back to when she was in high school, or even middle school for that matter, and her asking me, Why can't you just be my friend? (laughs) And I would repeat the phrase that my parents told me, I'm not your friend, I'm your parent. There'll come a time. And I'd like to think that as she's transitioning into this world of college and becoming an adult, this is the time and, you know, where the conversations are changing and, you know, she'll call sometimes and say, I just need a friend to listen. That's all I need, mom. I need a friend. Okay. And sometimes as a mom, aren't those the hardest conversations? Or if you're a dad and your kids say, I want to talk, but I... I just need a friend. I need somebody to listen. Because you know what? That's what a good friend does. They listen. And they give the other person time to talk. And those are some of my favorite conversations because she says she needs my help. But after she talks it out, just talking to me, she figures it all out on her own. I love that. But that all came from the way we raised her and prepared her to be an adult and sometimes you know my advice isn't right because I think of that Bob Dylan and you know times are changing and we're aging and I have found myself saying things where I'm like oh my gosh I've gotten old I sound like my grandmother or you know an aunt or something and I'm like oh goodness gracious I didn't want to get old where did I have lost the fun but I don't think it's that I've lost fun I think that as we get older and our kids get older, we realize that, you know, what's important, what's truly important in life and what isn't worth rushing through. And and then there was a verse from Ephesians 6 that, you know, stood out to me. It's uh, Ephesians 6, 4, and it's directed at the fathers, but I'm sorry, it goes to both the fathers and the mothers when I read it. Sometimes I need this reminder. Do not drive your children mad, but nurture them in the discipline and teaching that come from the Lord. Look at that. Even if you don't read your Bible, you cannot argue that don't drive your kids mad, nurture them, love them. We're not called, you know, drive our kids crazy. We're called to raise them up and teach them what they're supposed to be doing. And we're not supposed to be their friends out of the gate. Our kids need parents our kids need somebody that will tell them no that's wrong that's stupid what you know they're looking for our feedback they don't need a friend to go to the mall shopping with they should have friends their age that they would want to go with or and I get that being a kid is hard now being a teenager in today's society I am so glad I'm not a teenager in today's society or even a young adult on our college campuses 
it is so different, right? Have you ever just stopped and said, whoa? I mean, my daughter dealt with friend issues and whatnot in middle school that I wasn't even aware of till high school. And I'll admit, my parents semi-raised me in a bubble, and I thank them for that. Because you know what? I didn't realize some of the angst and yuck that was happening in this world until I was old, older or even old enough to understand or at least be able to grasp the concept when it was explained to me. I think our kids now are getting so much. Kids in the elementary school have parents that are their friends. Guess what? I was not called to be my daughter's friend when she was seven. And some of you listening might be rolling your eyes and hitting the fast forward button because you don't want to hear it. And others are very of you are saying, yes, finally, somebody's, you know, gets it. You know, we're not, our kids need a leader. Our kids need a parent. They need somebody to lead them and guide them and teach them. I mean, that's what they need. They don't, they don't need another friend. I mean, they do need somebody to give them wisdom and a good friend. Those are far and few between and something my father always said, you can count your friends here and he would hold up his hand with all five hands or all five fingers held up. That's where your good friends are on one hand. And I got to be honest, I did not understand that, you know, until I was much older, like five friends. I don't have any friends. Wah, 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 wah. But you know what? I have a handful. I'm really blessed. I probably have two handfuls of friends that I know I could call or reach out to at any time and they would be there for me. Do you have a friend like that? Our kids need to have those friends. Because face it, as parents, we're old. We're not always going to be there for them. We need to teach them how to make friends and to have others to lean on. Do I treasure the relationship with my daughter? Of course I do. But it took work. It took a lot of her being mad at me and me being frustrated with her and, you know, a lot of blah, 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 blah happening. But you know what? It's worth it in the end. Because as we slowly transition from mom to daughter to a friend relationship it was worth the you know the pain and the struggles and the challenges because I don't think there's a parent that's truly parenting that hasn't gone in their room after having to discipline their child and listen to them cry because they're so sad because you grounded them or took away the television or they couldn't play their electronic device or you took away the phone and you Or you don't let them go to the party that they wanted to go to or go with friends. Because you set the ground rules. They didn't follow through. And so you follow through and you take away that party or you take away the phone or the electronic, whatever it is. And the pain. Because they are so distraught. You know, they plan on going to that party. And in that moment, that is the world. And you have just squandered, or not squandered, squashed 
what they viewed as this perfect whatever. Roller skating, ice skating, rollerblading, biking, whatever it is that they wanted to do with their friends. But they did not hold up their end. So you you have to follow through as a mom and a dad and say, no, I said if you didn't clean your room, you don't go. They don't go. They don't go for the sleepover. And to the kid, it's the end of the world, right? And you go in your room heartbroken because you know you've just broke your child's heart. But on the flip side, if you don't, what message or lesson did you just teach them? Oh, you don't have to do it and you can still go anyway. That's not life. You don't do your job, you lose your job. You don't show up for work, you lose your job. You don't do what you say you're going to do, people don't trust you. There's a lot of lessons there and parenting is hard. But now parenting is starting to become fun. There's still days it's hard. Especially the days when she calls and says, oh, I need a friend and I have to listen. And the mom and me just wants to, you know, go, blah, you know, open your eyes, blah. But that's not who she called and asked for. She called and said, I need my friend. And sometimes she'll call and say, all right, I need my mom. Just tell me it straight, mom. This is what I need. I, I need to know. You know what? And I don't care how old you are. I still need this in my late 40s. We need to be told sometimes when we're wrong. No, you are wrong. Put on your big girl panties and go say you're sorry or do whatever it is you're supposed to do. And that is the hardest lesson, I think. But when you follow through with that, life is good. Because you know what? Putting on our big girl panties or your big boy panties if you guys want to. But I don't think that sounds as cool. I don't know. Big girl panties, that's okay. But ugh, I don't know. But when we step up and we be the mom and the dad, we're the parent and we model and make those hard choices and follow through. The payback does not come when they're nine pouting on the couch. You don't reap the rewards of disciplining a six sassy 16-year-old when they're 16. It's after graduation. It's after they go to college or in the armed forces or start their career and have a family. When you start hearing your catchphrases slip out of their mouth and the look on their eyes like, oh my gosh, I just said what my mother said or my father said. Isn't that true? We've all done it. I've done it. Oh my gosh, that's what my mother always said. I said I would never say that. But we do. But you know why we do? Because we turn out to be pretty cool adults. And you know, it worked for us. You know, not here to be her friend. I'm here to be her mom. But as she transitions and starts, you know, heading into this third year of college, it's it's starting to shift. There's still mother-daughter, but it's more friend. Let's take a break. Go fill your coffee, blow dry your hair, whatever you need to do. You got one song. 
And I will be back and we'll wrap it up with this uh, parenting thing, you know. I Yeah, parenting is the hardest yet most rewarding job we'll ever have on this planet. And it's a blessing to be a parent. All right, we'll be a little bit more when we get back. This is Lisa, living with Lisa, keeping it real. Stay tuned. Toy Story. Oh my gosh, I love that movie. I still remember watching the first one with our daughter and she had to have all the little characters and we still have them up in the attic. And she loved it. And then Toy Story 2, we got to meet Jessie. And she loved Jessie even more because she was always rocking a pair of cowgirl boots and a cowgirl hat growing up. Um, and then there was Toy Story 3. Oh, when Andy goes to college. Oh my gosh. Oh, the tears. Still love all three of those movies. Just great. Yeah. Parenting. It is the hardest, most challenging, most stressful, most frustrating, most wonderful, glorious, challenging, rewarding, fabulous job you'll ever have. And it's a gift. We were told we would never have children. So our our cherub is definitely a blessing. And we worked hard. You know, mentally, I said, I don't want people to look at her and say, oh, she is an only child. Oh, gosh, I hated that. So we tried. We did our best. But, you know, she is an only child, and that is what it is. And she was a miracle. And she was the only child on our side of the family. You know, whatever. And, uh, you know, someone has said, if you plant corn, you get corn. Well, I think she's a pretty sweet piece of corn. She's some nice silver queen, I tell you. But, you know, love your children, discipline your children, but you're not their friend. Because you know what? We don't understand. We truly don't. We don't understand what they're going through. We didn't deal with three quarters of what they're going through right now. But you can be there. You can guide them. You can lead them. You can nurture them. And give advice based on what we do know. You know, and part of being a parent in today's society is trying to figure out what's going on. You know, the whole texting lingo and, um, oh my gosh, I can't think of that other dictionary. We played Cards Against Humanity. Have you ever played Cards Against Humanity? It's such a, I don't know. But we played that with our daughter and then we've played it with like our friends and their kids, you know, older kids. And it's just fun. It's kind of uncomfortable at times, but, uh, you know, I asked about like what certain words meant and I'm like, well... You know, I would play whatever the card are like, Mom, do you know what that means? And I'm like, I don't... Yeah, and they're like, no, 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 no. And there's an urban dictionary. Gosh, if you're a parent and you're listening, the kids are like laughing because... Huh? Yeah, I learned about the urban... Isn't it the urban dictionary? Via playing Cards Against Humanity with my daughter and her friends. And... um. Oh my gosh, some of the things that like what we 
thought meant one thing means something totally different. It's so bad. Um, but kind of funny if you think about it, because like it's a whole nother language. Like we're saying one thing, they're hearing something different, or they're telling us something, and they're truly laughing on the inside because what they're saying and what we're hearing are two different things. Because sometimes as parents, we just don't understand. You know what I mean? All right. I got to do it. Parents just don't understand. Happy Tuesday. Be right back. This is Lisa living with Lisa. Keeping it real because parents just don't understand. I love that song. Oh my gosh. Can you, I, all right. This will take, this will be a flashback. Okay. For the older generation, you're going to be like, yes. To the younger generation, like what? Back in the day, MTV, music television, was like new, hot, and happening. And they would like, we would wait. We, this generation, would wait for the videos to come out for different songs and whatnot. You know, we didn't have YouTube where the song came out today and the video was out today. Whatever. We had patience. We could wait, by golly. The new song came out and we waited for the MTV video. I still can see the music video for parents just don't understand. Oh my gosh, so fun. But anyway, let me share a little bit about this Urban Dictionary. If you are of the generation and you have no clue what I'm talking about, Webster is the only dictionary and, you know, that's it. I got news for you. There's many other dictionaries, but one is um, the Urban Dictionary. So I went on and I just looked up a word during the song and I said, oh, I wonder, and they give you like top, top used words or whatever. Some of them are highly inappropriate and I won't share them here. All right. Here's my question. Who is a reacher? Reacher. R-E-A-C-H-E-R. Who is a reacher? I'm thinking, oh, reacher. So before I look up the word, of course, you know, in my head, I say, hmm, what would I think that a reacher would be um, somebody reaching for their goals, you know, pushing themselves to move forward, right? So if, you know, imagine you're like walking with your kids, whatever, you're at a sporting event and they say, oh, there's, you know, X and Y. Why is a reacher, mom? You know what I would be thinking? Oh, you know, they're a dreamer. They're a go-getter, whatever, right? Guess what? According to the Urban Dictionary. So if you're with your child and they say, oh, look, there's this whatever couple. And they say, oh, they're the reacher. It does not mean they're some stellar human being. They're not like giving them a compliment. They're not saying they're a dreamer and, you know, striving. What they're saying, according to the Urban Dictionary, is the reacher is the much less attractive member of the couple. Yeah. So you're sitting there thinking you're having this wonderful moment with your child. They're seeing the good in somebody. You know, oh, there's two people at the football game or basketball game, baseball game, whatever season it is. And oh, yeah. Why is the reacher? They're not saying that they're a stellar human being and that they have dreams and goals. They're saying they're the less attractive member of that couple. Folks, check out the Urban Dictionary. We gotta stay up with this stuff. Our kids need us to stay up with this kind of stuff. You know what I mean?
it is the way it is, right? We love our kids. I love parenting. Like I said, it is the most challenging job you'll ever have, but it's the most rewarding. And to those that weren't blessed to have their own children, I get it. For years, I mean, we we had accepted we weren't going to be, you know, parents in the traditional right, but God chose to give us a miracle, and we love her. We have friends that never had their miracle, but their fur babies are so loved and so spoiled and treated better than some of the children I teach. So, you know, God's used them in different ways. They don't have their own children, but they have their fur babies, and they're such good aunts and uncles to other people's kids and are just really fabulous. We have friends that weren't able to have their own children, so they adopted. We know people that weren't able to have their own children, and they adopted from other countries because they really just wanted to help, you know, other kids that needed it. Being a parent is hard. Sometimes just becoming a parent can be hard. But for the parents out there, it's worth every moment, right? I mean, when we truly love our children and strive to teach them how to make decisions and choices, and when you get to that moment where you are like, oh my gosh, they were listening. Ah! You know, and the the waters part. <laughs> it's just awesome. They're going to still make mistakes because guess what? I still make mistakes. And I'm sure, you know, sometimes my father says, well, that's not going to go well. But he doesn't argue with me. He just, he'll say, well, I would rethink that. You know, I'm still being parented in my late 40s. But that's the job. But he's also one of my best friends. You know, it happens, but it happens over time. Not in elementary school, high school, and maybe not even college. Because, you know, I had some friends that didn't need friends in college. They had enough friends. They needed a swift kick of parenting, (laughs) you know, telling them, all right, you're making a bad choice, whatever. You know, I was not the perfect college student. I finished college as an adult because I didn't. I didn't fail, but my priorities weren't quite as good as my daughter's. But then again, my mistakes helped me to parent a little differently. And I, you know, and I told told her, don't goof up. You know, I just, my priorities were out of focus. Hence, I had to go back and finish college when you were little. You know, so some days we're at the park doing playdates, you know, and she's playing with the friends on the park and the moms are all visiting and I have my nose in a book because I'm trying to, you know, I was going to school full time so that I could finish my degree, which is okay because that was obviously the path I was to take and I'm no worse for the wear, but love your kids, enjoy the blessing of being a parent of whoever it is that you're nurturing and leading might be your own kids might be the neighbor's kids might be your fur babies whoever it is just keep doing it you're making a difference have a great day and I will see you tomorrow
This is Lisa, Living with Lisa, Keeping It Real on Anchor FM.